Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Avi Bolaños in San Francisco. Attorneys representing people who reported being sexually assaulted during Uber rides are seeking safety improvements from the company as part of a new consolidated lawsuit. KQED's Azul Dahlstrom Ekman reports. The lawsuit alleges that Uber failed to protect riders and drivers from sexual assault and harassment. Last week, a judge ordered cases from around the country to be consolidated into one in federal court in San Francisco. Attorney Rachel Abrams expects the number of plaintiffs to grow to thousands. Sexual assaults will continue to happen every day until there are cameras installed in every vehicle. And additional precautions, such as enhanced background checks, are taken. Nearly 10,000 people reported being sexually assaulted during rides between 2017 and 2020. That's the most recent data available from Uber. Uber said they can't comment on pending litigation. For the California Report, I'm Azul Dahlstrom-Ekman in San Francisco. Governor Gavin Newsom has signed a bill extending a state law which makes it easier to build affordable housing in cities that have failed to meet state housing goals. KQED politics correspondent Guy Marzarati has more. California's housing streamlining law was enacted six years ago, letting apartment developments in some cities skip additional environmental reviews and local approvals. Since then, projects containing nearly 20,000 units have taken advantage of the law. Newsom's signature extends the provisions until 2036 and expands the law to apply in the state's coastal zone. Groups representing California cities oppose the bill, arguing it limits local power over housing decisions. For the California Report, I'm Guy Marzarati. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit Donate dot kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. 
20 years after it was first created, a pilot program that allows Mexican physicians to practice in communities across California is on the verge of expanding. KVPR's Esther Quintanilla reports from the Central Valley, where half a dozen of those doctors are practicing. How are you? Good? It was Rosa Enriquez's first time visiting Dr. Rodrigo de la Cruz Santa Maria, a pediatrician at the Altura Centers for Health Clinic in the city of Tulare. She came in for her three-year-old son's annual physical. Enriquez grew up in Guadalajara, Mexico. She migrated to the region when she was a teen and primarily speaks Spanish. Over the years, she noticed it was hard to find doctors who spoke the same language that she did. But she says her appointment with Dr. De La Cruz Santa Maria was different. When I speak in Spanish with the doctor, I can understand what's happening more clearly. I feel comfortable asking him more questions. The licensed physicians for Mexico pilot program launched after the passage of AB 1045 in California more than two decades ago. It allowed Mexican doctors and dentists to work in nonprofit clinics in disadvantaged communities across the state through a three-year program. Public policy consultant Arnoldo Torres helped author the bill back in 2000. He notes the rapid growth of the Latino population and the shortage of doctors as a reason why the legislation was needed. We were very concerned that our doctors who don't speak the language could not give them the best care. But the project was stalled for many years. According to Torres, the main obstacle was meeting one of the main legal requirements for the program, finding medical schools and hospitals that accepted foreign physicians. The Journal of Medical Regulation also found there was skepticism from different agencies in the state. Our priority became to make sure that this doctor that came from Mexico was as good as any doctor in providing the medical care, the protocols, the standards, the quality. To participate in the program, the physicians had to complete a residency in one of California's medical schools or hospitals, be licensed by the state medical board, and learn English as a second language. And that's on top of needing accreditation from Mexico. Today, there are more than 30 Mexican doctors working in San Benito, Monterey, Los Angeles, and Tulare counties. Torres says these doctors are meeting a gap in places like Tulare County, where nearly 70% of the population is Latino and roughly half speak Spanish. They speak the language and they know the culture. And that, my God, when you have the confidence of the patient, the patient's going to tell you things that they would never tell somebody that they don't have confianza. That word, confianza, translates to confidence in English. But for many like Rosa Enriquez, confianza means more than words. There are some words we don't know how to translate to English, and if our doctor doesn't understand, then it's hard to explain what's happening. Enriquez's pediatrician, Dr. De La Cruz Santa Maria, is originally from Mexico City. He applied for the program in 2016 and wasn't fully approved until 2022. He started treating patients earlier this year. He says almost all the people he serves in the city of Tulare are no different than those he would see back in Mexico. Many of the people I see here are from Michoacán, Guerrero, Guanajuato, Zacatecas, Jalisco. De La Cruz Santa Maria says in the few months he's worked at the Altura Clinic, he's felt a strong sense of community. To work here, where people who left everything behind in Mexico but brought their customs and traditions with them to the U.S., I'm honored to serve the people here. The program's first round of doctors are expected to return to Mexico next year. 
but plans for the program are continuing. Legislators want to expand the program to more counties and include physicians who speak Mexican indigenous languages such as Mixtec and Zapotec. For the California Report, I'm Esther Quintanilla in Tulare. And that's the California Report for Thursday, October 12th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation, Listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines the pursuit of good health, on the web at chcf.org lbca. Paint Care, now with more than 850 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery on the web at schmidtocean.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.